On April 29, 1992, a jury in a Simi Valley courtroom acquitted four Los Angeles police officers of the brutal beating of motorist Rodney King. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Stacey C. Kuhn, not guilty. That decision would ignite six of the most explosive days in Los Angeles history. 37 people dead, more than 1,300 injured, more than 4,000 arrested. Damage estimate, $200 million and rising. Radio Free 102.3 KJLH remembers the civil unrest of 1992. And throughout all the chaos, we were there. Please stay out of the streets and keep you updated on what's going on yeah. around you so you don't need to go out in the yeah, streets. We'll let you know. Tune in to KJLH all week, April 30th through May 4th, as Carl Nelson returns to the front page, 4.30 to 6 a.m., to join with Dominique DePrima for the 20th anniversary of the front page and the civil unrest. And to this gentleman, I'll call him, that says there's a revolution happening, a revolution happens if we're fighting the enemy. We're out there tonight fighting each other. Right here on Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. The original community. This is the front page on Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. Cause the worst gun, the worst, my people's come first. So if you ain't busting down, uh, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. Uh, I knew I never should have bought that tease the purse. Cause the worst gun, the worst, my people's come first. So if you ain't busting down, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. Please disperse. But in studio right now, we have. Someone, actually a couple people, one we've had in before, one not so much. Um, Kevon Gully is the author of a book called Just Like Compton. It's a fictional novel based on true events. Of course, the names have been changed. The book is called Just Like Compton. He completed it in, in 93 days. He was uh, released from Kern Valley State Prison after serving most of an eight-year sentence for fraud and receiving stolen property. But while he was in jail with his fellow blockmates' assistance, he managed to complete this novel, actually trading his magazines for writing paper. Now he's got a new edition of it. It's called the Academic Edition, which is a good thing. And um, the person who helped him with that academic Edition. He's a teacher of political science and sociology at El Camino College, Compton Center. Also lectures at Loyola Marymount in African American studies. He's from Tanzania, though born in the USA. He's a citizen of Tanzania. He's also CEO and festival director of the Zanzibar Film Festival. Dr. Ikaweba Bunting and Kevon Gully, welcome. Thank you, Michael. I'm going to ask you to get all the way up on that microphone as if you were a rapper. So, come on, this book is really about more or less your life. I mean, it's really about you went to Centennial High, you're from Compton. It's really about your life, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's uh, about 80% true. 80% true. It's about 80% true. But of course, you'll never tell which percentage is not true. No. <laughs> the, the book has done really well, though. I mean, it, uh, I got a big response um, yeah. when you were on the show last time. And this is your first time writing a book. Um, so 
It was not really formatted like a traditional book. Um, and um, Dr. Bunning, how did it come to your attention? How did you get involved? Well, uh, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Dominique. Uh, Kevon brought it to me on campus. One of my uh, colleague instructors uh, sent him to me. He had approached her about using the book in the class, and then uh, she sent him to me. Uh, I gave the uh, book a read. At first, I was a little hesitant. Uh, I couldn't figure out how I could use it in the class, but after Kevon and I discussed it, we thought we could use it in one of my classes, uh, 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 Sociology of Social Problems. And we worked with it, uh, worked with changing some things in terms of its, uh, not the content of the story, but just some of the scenes so the they could fit into the uh, academic uh, format. So you kind of acted almost as an editor on the project. Uh, not really. I, as a matter of fact, I made a point of not interfering with any of his type of ideas, artistic, uh, 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 his artistic uh, originality or legitimacy in that way. Uh, what I did was just, there were just a, a few scenes that would be difficult to use in the classroom that were in, he has another version that he calls the hot version, uh, where that would be more appropriate. They're more like the urban novel. Uh, so we uh, modified some of those scenes, uh, some of the more explicit uh, uh, sexual scenes in it. In yeah, we book. made it uh, academic friendly. Well, you also gave it chapters, punctuation. It's not in all caps. I mean, mm. to me, I'm you know, I read a lot of books. I come from a family of writers. Um, I would like to read more books. If I had a babysitter, I'd read even more books. But, uh, you know, and now it looks more like a mainstream. It looks like a book. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. Yeah. It's been, it's been professionally edited. Was that a painful process for you? No. I mean, coming from, you know, trading paper for magazines and doing, just doing whatever you wanted to, kind of making it fit into what's expected in the book world? No, because I'm always willing to learn and adjust. So it, was, it wasn't that hard. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard when people critique your baby, but, you know, you have to sometimes accept that, you know. And it was for the better because now the book's evolved into, Lord, we're doing so many things with the book, it's ridiculous. So, and one of those things is you're using it in your classroom. Yes, I am. Uh, in, in social problems, we have, uh, I, I guess, uh, like learning objectives. And one of the learning objectives we have for this class is uh, students are presented with a scenario, and then they're supposed to be able to make an analysis of that scenario using the basic uh, sociological theories. And in the back of uh, this, this edition of Kevon's book, there's a color-coded matrix that has uh, the different types of social problems that are uh, uh, that illustrated in the, in the book, that are illustrated in the book. And then uh, using that, students are able to pick out scenes and then make their analysis. The other thing that's really very good is many of our students have never read a book cover to cover. And uh, so They're I was. They're in college and they've never read a book cover to cover? Well, it's community college. You have to understand yeah. community college, the doors are open to everyone. And it's not just Compton. Americans don't read, as I'm sure you know. Uh, yeah. So uh, we've been able to use this book and to get people to come to me and say, Dr. Bunting, this is the first book that I've read from cover to cover in my entire life. So there's uh, benefit in more than one way that we're accomplishing from using this book.
Wow, that's amazing. I mean, you must feel good about that, Kevon. I mean, you know, getting people to read.、Um, I do. I, I, I can't lie. I do. It's big, that's the biggest compliment I've received. I mean, the book has been made, an LA County Library book. It's done all k i n d of big things since the last time I've seen you. But that was the biggest thing ever. And then I see the, the students on campus. Some of them are active gang members, some of them are professionals. And they come up to me and the response is the same. Oh, man, the book was so great. I read it in one day, I read it in two days. Well, you know, it's been almost exactly 20 years since Los Angeles civil unrest、um, took over the streets of LA. And- And a lot of cities, by the way. I think it's really underplayed how much it, it took place in urban centers across the country. And, you know, one of the things that I think is talked about less is what that meant, not in the official halls of courts and, and, and police institutions and political institutions and redevelopment agencies, but on the streets. Right. On the streets. Because this is one time when major change that happens politically also happens from the streets. And, and, and a lot of people would argue driven by the streets in many respects. Absolutely true. I mean, some people just had had enough. You know? And then that's when unrest and revolution takes place when people have said, you know what? That's it. I've had enough. Whatever the reason was to kick it off. You're a pretty young guy. What were you doing? In 1992. 92, I was probably still in, I was in high school still.、Mm-hmm. Well, I, was, I, was, I was not quite bad yet. I was, I was a good kid. Okay, so you didn't, you, you didn't hit the streets? You didn't? No. No,、nah, I was in placement. So you couldn't really, you know, wear a monitor.、Mm-hmm. Kind of tough. All right. And I'm sure you know people who did. Oh, of course. Mm hmm. Of course. So, was I jumping up and down in my room? Like, get him, get him, get him? Yeah, but I couldn't participate.、Mm-hmm. And were you, where were you? I was, I was not in the country. I was in Tanzania at the time reading about it.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was wondering, is it cyclical? As you were speaking now, you said 20 years. The question comes up is it every 20 years? Is it a 20 year cycle?、Uh, are we looking at something that's happening? Are you thinking 1965, 1992? That's almost 30 1940s, 1940s, 19. Hey, you know, how far do we need to go back? As far as you can. That's right. You're the professor. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the question. What, you know, these uprisings. Huh? Are they gradual steps in a revolution or are they just uh, uh, flash pots,、uh, flashpoints in, in a pan, you know? And what do you think? Well, what, what I think, I think they're flash,、uh, flashpoints, but what do I hope? I hope that there's a revolution happening. What do you mean when you say revolution? Change, total change. In the system, the economic system, the political system, social relations, enough is enough. Because、uh, I think revolution is one of those words like genius that just gets thrown around too much. Okay,、yeah. well, let me, let, me be, let me be more specific then. There's time to create a new society with different social relationships and different values uh, where uh, humanity and life are valued beyond uh, material and, and, and money. And I won't even use the word wealth, I mean money. I think、respect. so. I think, we're, I, th- I think we're in the middle of it. I don't know that it's necessarily political. I think it can be. Yeah, well, there's a political economy.、Uh, yeah. Well, if, of course, our consciousness affects our politics,、mm-hmm. but I'm just saying not necessarily driven by politics. Oh, no, no, no. I think it's、uh, driven by our humanity and by our common sense and by, you know, and by our changing consciousness.、Mm-hmm. And then 
the politicians are the last to catch on. Absolutely. For the most I believe part. so. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like first, I mean, you have to become aware. Once you become aware, you become conscious. When you become conscious, then, you know, the ball starts rolling. I think that's my humble opinion. Yeah. If you take Kevon's book, for example, uh, in there is the process of the book and there's a the process of his change that's happening. And then as he engages the academic institution and introduces his life into the academic institution, the fact that he's uh, produced, edited, and and uh, published a book on his own. That's the type of total change we're talking about in him as an individual, and then he's making a social contribution by writing his story. Uh, Getting our students to look at these social problems that come out in the book, uh, gang violence, relations between men and women, then they have to analyze it. Then you're getting a process of growth that happens, and then that'll make a qualitative change and give them the potential actually to change their environments, of, of all of us actually, as we engage in this project. You know, to me, and again, this is my own take, because you don't hear this so much in the mainstream media, but one of the themes that I see from 1992, now remember, I got to L.A. in 94, so I was dealing with the aftermath of uh, of 1992 uprising and most of the aftermath that I was dealing with was what was going on on the streets because I worked for a radio station which no longer exists and one of the first slogans they had which I was like okay really was true to the streets so uh, it was about getting out there and see what was going on see how we could uh, you know promote peace and promote Change. I think one of the themes of 92 that I see is redemption. Absolutely. Um, when, you, when you look at, you know, what happened in the neighborhoods, when you look at, you know, the, the dynamic between Bloods and Crips and whoever else was out there banging, when you look at even the story of someone like a Tookie Williams, who, you know, ultimately ended up being executed, but not before he redeemed himself. Um, this is one of the themes that I think, and even if you look at the story of Rodney King, you know, who who has um, now gone into rehab and working with his own uh, demons, as well as overcoming you know, the anger that he felt. He has a book out as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Came out, uh, comes out the 24th. I would raise a question, though, Dominique, about redemption in that way. Uh, do victims need to redeem themselves, or does the system that victimized them need to redeem itself? Uh, it, which, what redemp- When you say redemption, actually, w- w- what do we mean by that? When I say redemption, I'm talking about um, remaking, healing, progressing. And I'm talking about, uh, well, when you say, yeah, a victim, well, certainly Rodney King is a victim, but he also, we want him to be a victor also. And in order to be a victor, you have to redeem yourself. I mean, not saying while you were, you know, you have struggled your whole life. I started reading his book, so maybe that's why. Mm -hmm. But um, you've struggled your whole life with, you know, alcohol, uh, a family uh, history of abuse, um, so when you're able to lift yourself out of that, you redeem yourself, you become a victor rather than a victim. That's my perspective. Um, and, but that's not just an individual thing. That's a societal thing. Yeah, I would agree. It has yeah. to be the society. Um, I hear this word, the same thing, revolution, redemption, and these things, but, um, have they become slogans 
uh, where it keeps us from actually acting in a collective and organized way to look at the society that produces those conditions that takes you to the bottle or to the drugs. Uh, And by individualizing it uh, and looking at the individual that overcomes it or makes that transformation and becomes a victor over those immediate uh, individual problems without the social context, does it perpetuate the system? Well... Yeah, you know, now you're getting into a deep philosophical kind of a That's why I use argument, the book. which is <laughs> all good. Which is all good. I'm all for it. And by the way, we are taking your phone calls, 520-KJLH, 520-5554. What we control is ourselves. What we control ultimately is ourselves. And so to me, if we, if we don't start with our personal redemption, then... How useful are we to the greater society? And not to say you're not working all as an activist or changing your society all along the way. But I think what I hope and what I see, one of the big differences between change happening now and some change in some other periods is that that personal evolution is required. I don't I don't think you you know you can just it's in the book. you know I, I, I'm not the person I was when I was here a year ago. I've evolved. The redemption has started to take place. And what about you personally? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about me. So how does that manifest? What does it mean? Other than just, okay, he's got a book. No, I mean, but I'm doing, I'm doing good in my neighborhood though. That's the thing. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm out there in the streets. I'm not a paper tiger. I'm out there in the streets trying to promote peace and stop stuff happening from happening before it happens because I know those people in the book. I can get in the middle of it and go, hey, you know, let's talk about it. Let's go to Nicole from L.A. Good morning, Nicole. You're on the front page. Welcome. Good morning, Mr. Freema um, and Mr. Kevon himself Hello. And, and Mr. Bunting. Uh, Mr. Bunting, I know you from my sociology 101 class. <laughs> my, name, my name is Nicole. <laughs> good morning, Nicole. So good morning to all of you. Um, my question, going back a little bit earlier in the show, Dr. Bunting, I heard you say that his, uh, Kevon's book, you're using it, of course, um, and I heard you mention a revolution, um, a, a social change in society. So my question to the both of um, you young men is, do you think that the book itself, whether academically or um, streetwise, will become a part of this this new change in society? Do you think it will open the society the eyes of what we would consider our people? Dr. Bunch, you want to take that? Yeah, as as an instrument, as a tool to be used by students. The, 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 the good thing about the book is that it resonates with who we are, where we live. There are incidents in it that we can all identify with. That's one of the reasons I selected it. And then once... Uh, we're comfortable about reading about ourselves, reflecting on what's good and bad about ourselves, but locating it not in, the, in an individual on the microscopic, but locating it in the macroscopic in terms of the system within which we live, the political system, the economic system, and then as an instrument of analysis. So we use that to, as a tool to approach the larger society. 
And in that way, once we begin reflecting on why these things are happening, both to us and by us, then we can begin to look at change and, and, and recreate a new world, a, a new place for us to live in and develop our full human potential. But without the reflection, without the analysis that happens, then we're just, we're spinning circles. We're going through cycles. 1965, 1992, we could look at uprisings that go back since the days of Denmark Vesey. Uh, but in Haiti, for example, they had a successful revolution. You mean Haiti? Yeah, and Haiti, you should that's say, how it's pronounced, it, Haiti. Well, but uh, it's nice if people understand what you're talking about. And when you say Denmark Vesey, um, explain who that is. Uh, Denmark Vesey was an enslaved African that revolted, and uh, it was a, what they call a slave revolt, where he tried to end chattel slavery in America. So... And you, you know, you talk about reflection, the use of the book. I guess this book is now possibly going to be in other classrooms across the country. Oh yeah, CSUN, Loyola Marymount. Uh, uh, we're doing a high school edition, so we're Compton Unified School District. Probably there's a 90% chance that they're going to use it, and I've uh, given it a, a larger redemptive value in the high school version. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate your call. Well, you talk about, you know. We have to reflect first and then change, or we have to redeem ourselves and then change. Isn't it all kind of happening? Doesn't it happen all at once? Doesn't it have to happen all at once? Well, we learn by doing. So if I'm working for change, I have to be engaged to be able to create that change. I can't just sit and, and passively reflect. So that reflective process is actually an engaged and active reflective process. Uh, it's... Um, we have our subjective and our objective realities. Uh, the objective reality, we could say, uh, for example, if we take uh, from the book, uh, there are uh, gangs on the streets of Los Angeles. That's the objective reality. But what those gangs mean, what they mean to the individuals who are, are members of it, and also what does it mean socially, that becomes a subjective aspect. So as we engage that, it, it, you're saying it's a learning process. We have to work towards change, and then we learn how to do it but we can't do, we can't make that lesson unless we think about and reflect on what we've been doing that's the same thing dr janice kenny neal said at jackson state they're going to use the book at jackson state in mississippi and she said the same thing about the reflection and redemption and at first i didn't understand it because i'm just trying to you know, sell books and then when it hit me <laughs> when it hit me i, I was like you know honesty, what that makes on. a lot of sense <laughs> You know, my friends know me. I'm not going to get on the radio and lie. Well, but it's moved beyond that oh, for you, way. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah it way sounds like it. it. Just when I hear you talking about, um, you know, what you're doing, you personally are doing in your own neighborhood. Yeah. It's moved beyond selling books, hasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just lost a friend uh, Saturday. You know, uh, my friend, Demondre Brown, uh, Diamond, he just got killed Saturday. And that's ripped me in half with... Where do I go now? Do I do I continue to do what I'm doing, or do I continue to do or think what I'm thinking? What do you mean by that? The old me wants to get off the shelf, and the man, because I've I, I've shed the N word, if you know what I mean. I I'm, know exactly. Yeah. What you I, mean. Okay. Well, I've shed that. Yeah, I, you now, put it on the shelf. Now I'm the man. You know. Now I'm Kevon Gully, the man, and so it's hard for me. You know, when I know that a, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, was just killed. Over some stupidity. And how do you, how do you regulate that? I'm dealing with it day to day. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, because I think with anything, that's a challenge, isn't it? When you change anything in your life, it's like... Uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you could be giving up sugar just to take something trivial. Right. And certain, or cigarettes, and certain things make you want to just go back, you know? Now, I know I'm being tested. You know, I'm not going to get all super political and religious, but I know I'm being tested. And, you know, I, I'm obsessed with winning, so... What is that? What does winning look like? Not, not, not getting off the shelf. Staying on the shelf and continuing on the path that I know is going to help other people. You know, I'm trying to stop the kids before they turn into, you know, who I was. That's my new goal. I've, I've been endorsed by the Department of Probation, Department of Child and Social Never Services. Never thought you'd see the day, huh? No. When they when they write a blurb for the uh, for the high school book, no, they wrote it. Yeah. You know, so. Things are evolving. So am I. Professor Bunting, where are you going with this? I would like to see Kevon step into the shoes of our next Jimmy Baldwin or Langston Hughes. Uh, Those are really high aspirations for any writer. That's right. He can write. Kevon can write. He's a good storyteller. He has the the gift of the descriptive. And uh, with his background and his intelligence... I think he can be a, a powerful force in the community for that change I was talking about. And if I can support that uh, for my young brother and uh, direct him in any way, uh, that's where I want to go with it. It's Radio Free 102.3 KJLH, Compton, Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Inglewood. Come on, how can we, um, how can we find the book? How can we support uh, you staying on the shelf? Amazon, Barnes & Noble, just like Compton.com, all the local black bookstores, Esawan, Zara's. Uh, they've been selling the book in Sweden somewhere. Any textbook store, because now the book's a textbook, so you can go to any, it's a required textbook, so you can go to like Valero or textbooks.com and it's there. You. Yeah. You can find, get the marked up copies and... Get them on sale. Yeah. From last semester. <laughs> somebody that drag, drag <laughs> students selling them to each other. I want to give a shout out to Avi Bernard, who also is one of your guys. He's one of mine. He's on all the covers yeah. of the book. Good guy. Yeah, he's on all the covers. I don't know about his modeling skills, but uh, no, yeah. I'm just playing. Just and, like Compton.com. Uh, Radio Free 102.3 appears on page 263. I don't know if he told you that, but, you know, KJLH is in the book. You know. We are you. Yes. So we have I, to be in the yeah, book. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I represent those that, that 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 knew me in the beginning when it was the red book that was in all caps and unedited. And, all, and you know, with, Which with, I still have. Okay. Of course, that'll be a collector's item. So, you know, I'm, I'm loyal to those that are loyal to me. Well, congratulations on your journey. Thank I know you. we're just seeing the very beginning still. And Professor Bunting, thank you for coming in. For sharing with us. Thank I hope we'll get to talk us. to you again. This is a great thing you're doing, and I appreciate it. We will look forward to seeing what's next. The next book, the, the next high school, edition. The high school book. It's mm-hmm. coming. And then the next book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have to do book. the next yes. book. Yeah. Part two. Yeah, part, part two, two, once we get all the stuff. We got the movie going, so it's all type of stuff coming. Well, Kevon, uh, Gully, and Professor Bunting, thank you so much for joining us this Thank morning. you for having me. Blessings. Be well. It's the front page. It's Radio Free 102.3 KJLH.
the west Still nobody inside So I turn my head to the north Swallow that bitch